a better future podcast building a better future one change at a time hello and welcome to another episode of a better future podcast i'm corin i'm here with dawn (laughs) (laughs) and jay it's good to be back it's been a while Mm. yeah i think it's Four months? Yeah. Five months? What, what, how did I describe it earlier? It's uh, Dawn Starvation Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit now, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, we're always quite, we all work for different organisations um, and we're always quite careful, but I have to be extra special careful because there's an election on at the moment. So, um, and I work for a local authority. So, Everything I say on these podcasts is just me and not my employer, but just to be extra, extra special, <laughs> careful <laughs> on this one. Absolutely just me and nothing to do with work. Great. <laughs> I can say what I want and I'm not going to upset anyone because it's all good here. But well, yes, yeah, I know being why you're self employed is. Indeedy. You might tell yourself off. I never do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so what, what, what have you been up to then, Jay? Me? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't really... Um, I thought I'd just throw you in there. Oh, gosh. Um, doing loads of climate emergency things. Mm-hmm. So um, the local authority I work for declared a climate emergency it in did. July. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've tried to kind of treat it as such. So they kind of said, you know, gave us six months, pretty standard de- sort of declaration that most local authorities have done, but... Um, we've kind of gone, let's do this as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. So literally last night, three months after we made the declaration, we put our strategy and initial plan forwards and Mm -hmm. had that all signed off. So it's been a very, very, very busy (laughs) public consultations, business consultations, everything. I said it all got signed off though. It It was really cool last night. I was really happy. Did you have a beer? (laughs) I had, yeah, I had a, well, because I, I went to get the train home and it was mm-hmm. delayed, so I had a little pint of Guinness in the in the pub. A little pint. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually. Well, it was actually a half pint, and then I got the train to Botley, and um, Nat was meeting me, and she's terrible with her phone. It's, oh it's yeah. It's yeah. Legendarily bad with <clears> her phone, and I got to the, the pub. And I messaged her and said, I'm early, I go in the pub. And she messaged back, at pub? And I thought that was a question. But actually, she was already at the pub and she'd driven her van around all day and the charger didn't work in Botley. So oh, no. she was plugging her van into the pub <laughs> so we could then we drive home. home. <laughs> so they let oh, her plug wow. into the outside wall, which I was, was going to really say, sweet. did she ask or did she just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the way you said it sounded like I she don't. might have gone... <laughs> so it was quite a random end to <laughs> a very long day, but <laughs> really good day getting yeah, that through. But Any highlights off of it or can you not talk about it? I don't know. Well, probably. I mean, really, because we've, we've put a lot of work into um, being really prudent about the approach. So mm-hmm. it's kind of... I think if you look at the document, and I can put a link to this stuff because it's all public stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I've done a couple of blogs where I've kind of explained how we've gone about it, but we've taken everything into account. So procurement emissions, outsourced emissions, airport emissions, all sorts of things mm-hmm. are all within mm-hmm. within the approach, and there's been a lot of work to do that because mm-hmm. when you talk to people about 
what their response is, you're, and there's a real collective responsibility for everyone around dealing with the climate emergency. So you can't not cover everything mm-hmm. with the way you report it. So yeah. we realise quite quickly, if you look at government data, tends not to include lifestyle emissions. So the first thing most people say, and we did a survey, had over 300 responses, and there was people saying, you know, it's really important to me, just tell me what to do, which I thought was quite interesting. Mm-hmm. There's quite a lot of said, just tell us what to do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't say, eat less meat or drive your car less or something if when you're reporting it doesn't include any of that data mm-hmm. so we had to kind of include all of that within it um so that was that was well, quite... the fact that people want to be told what to do you had to include the fact that people are reporting to you that they need to be told well what's the it's, best thing to do it it's more the <clears throat> if our data that we're using to measure success doesn't include anything to do with lifestyle emissions yeah. then yeah. what's the point of yeah. talking to them about yeah. lifestyle Making those changes, changes. Mm-hmm. yeah um so that was quite interesting mm-hmm. and yeah it's only really the start of the journey so yeah. and I'm quite keen to share as much as possible so I've been sort of sharing all the methodology and making everything public and talking to I've, sp- I've spoken to local authorities all over the UK where okay. they've kind of dropped me an email and said how did you do this how did you do that and I will share anything because mm-hmm. it's it's all in everyone's interest really isn't it so yeah. but that's been pretty cool but it's oh. been very busy doing that <laughs> yeah but easily are kind of a bit they've always been a bit ahead of other uh, local authorities anyway haven't they when it comes to climate. yeah they've they've that's why i went to work yeah. there because yeah. they've they've got a very good reputation for mm-hmm. doing stuff so hopefully um, everyone will follow your lead then well everyone's sort of uh, loads of people are taking lead yeah. which is what you need yeah. you need leaders everywhere mm-hmm. um but it's just not competing with each other mm-hmm. is the key thing. There's a, there's together. a thing in public sector where loads of organisations want to be the first to do something. I think it's where it stems back up into politics, where politicians, whatever mm-hmm. organisation, like cutting a ribbon, they like kind of saying, we were the first to do this. Whereas actually, all of the things you do around climate change and you know ecological you know, emergency and all of that, it's, there's things we know what we need to do already most of the technologies there if you look mm. at like project drawdown and stuff it's mm. they're all things we can do now no one needs to be the first to do it we just all need to do it yeah so it's and that's quite different and I, I think that collective response and collective kind of thing across all sectors is quite critical to that mm-hmm. i think you know ngos are also doing the same thing we're all we all have our own specific aims as charity organisations, mm-hmm. but there's also that broader aim of responding to the emergency that we're in, whether we're talking about declines in wildlife or we're talking about climate, and that has to be a collaborative effort, mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't it? So I think that's a real theme that's coming through, is sharing good practice, you know, um, signposting people to good stuff, sharing w- easy wins, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, yeah, I think yeah. is really coming through, which is great. And it's, you know, when there's not a lot of money, yeah. it's working across the organisations mm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. And I think it's something we talked about in previous episodes around doing positive things to, to help feel better mm-hmm. as a kind of approach. And um, 
you know, this week, Tuesday, there was that report where the, the letter signed by 11,000 scientists mm-hmm. talking <clears throat> about the the catastrophe that we're kind of mm-hmm. heading towards. Um, you know, I really, it's it was a perfect time to then, a couple of days later, get this kind of signed off, get it kind yeah. of... Because I, I needed that, having read that report. I've got to say, I didn't read it, and the only reason why I didn't is because I need a little bit more positive news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I, I, you know, I've read about it before, I kind of know, mm. and that's why I didn't necessarily need But some people do need to read it and, and keep it, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so, yeah, that was good timing. And, you know, just the start of this challenge, really. So, mm-hmm. very busy next six months trying to move things on good good it sounds quite positive as i say yeah, i'm definitely. feeling i'm already feeling yeah. quite positive. i'm really i'm yeah. like knackered yeah but very very pleased we've got where Keep we've got it and it's kind of and everything's within it i mean if you look at mm. the kind of i've done the strategy and kind of principles and you can see you can almost see like the xr kind of stuff in there mm. amongst everything else mm, because sure. i've done so much consultation that Mm-hmm. And I had it Extinction Rebellion there. Mm-hmm. I had all sorts of different groups kind of mm-hmm. um, put forward ideas. Mm-hmm. So, and you can see all of that within it, mm-hmm. which is quite nice. It was sort of truly collaborative mm-hmm. thing to do. So, Great. yeah, it's cool. Well, as you've mentioned, XR, I guess I'll just hop on that quickly and just say that I went up to London in, when was it? No, September? September. Yeah, I've forgotten where it was now. <laughs> um, I did three days this time and felt really uh, like I just had to be there again. And um, well, I thought I thought that it was all going quite well. And uh, apart from to like day nine or ten when they got banned from protesting in London. But I don't know if everyone just knows, but that was taken to court and they, they won their case mm-hmm. that it wasn't lawful. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they'll be back again. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. I think they've done some really good stuff. Obviously, there was there's a bit of mixed things being reported, mm-hmm. and some people weren't necessarily on board with some of the tactics and things like that. But I think overall, I think people the message is getting out there, mm. and um, I think sometimes people maybe miss the idea slightly about what what their t- um, tactics are and things like that. So. Well, and what they're about as well, I think, you know. Yeah, it's not all just about media attention, is it? Mm. It's about... Um, the three demands, that's, yeah. that's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. I think that's people assume that because they're worried about climate change, that they're telling you what to do about it, mm-hmm. yeah. whereas that's not one of the three demands. No. They're, they're, all they're doing is helping people realise how serious it is, mm-hmm. and they're really not the right people to yeah. tell people how to change their lifestyle and habits and stuff it's interesting nobody is though are they that's the thing we're all hypocrites i guess i guess there's some people that live like you know doing a fairly good job of it as it is but um yeah just being here sitting here geographically in the in the culture and society we live in in the western world Mm. does you know we're having an impact just literally Mm. sitting here yeah um but i think it's about people talking about it and it's people talking about it that you wouldn't expect Mm -hmm. so i had my usual um you know uh, gas boiler service in uh, the end of the summer and the guy knows i work for conservation charity Mm -hmm. and uh was just how's work he said oh he said 
I'm absolutely blown away by Greta. I think she's amazing. And this is like a 60-odd-year-old bloke who works oh, as a gas fitter. And he's just like, I think she's absolutely inspirational because she's getting us all thinking about this stuff mm-hmm. mm. and, you know, oh, making lovely. us uh, question choices. And I was so blown away by mm-hmm. that conversation yeah. because I work around like-minded people most of the time. So it's easy to kind of have a little bubble, isn't it, yeah, around yeah, yeah. you and say, well, everybody's in, on board with this and mm. everybody understands the, the um, you know, the timescales that we're working against. But that just really sort of, uh, off the cuff conversation really sort of brightened my yeah. day I have to say that those little are... things do don't they yeah. like my dad said a couple of things recently that I'm just like oh he's getting it yeah. he's like why are they allowed to advertise me you know he's like you know people are going to find and eat this stuff if they want to anyway why mm. do, Why are McDonald's advertising he's like no one needs a, a bacon roll and I'm like <laughs> okay and that that's really small in yeah. terms of but I'm like he's kind of understanding Think. that yeah. If that's a problem, why are we advertising it? Mm. So yesterday, me and my mum were talking politics and he left the room and I said to him, don't always leave the room, Dad, because you've got some really good points and I'd really mm. like it if you stayed. But he kind of, any raised voices, even if it's just, you know, <laughs> debate, debating, yeah. he's a bit like, oh no, this might tip over. So he always <laughs> takes himself away. Might be a brave decision with me and my mum, I don't know. But, <laughs> but yeah. So... Yeah, I think overall, I think um felt pretty positive about being there. Had had a, a little wobble when I was there, feeling it can be it really, um when you're there, you're like, yes, we can make some change. And then mm. you leave and then suddenly you're a bit like, oh, is there going to, is that, because the just the mm. two weeks and then, then, and then it goes quiet again and then it's not so much talked about. I don't know, but I, I, I'm glad we're back doing the podcast. But there's been some like some of the data as well around public perception. Um, I know I'm, I said I'm not going to talk about politics, <laughs> but obviously, even some of the polls where they're saying like 23% of people think that um, the environment and climate emergency might be for part of how they make decisions around mm. voting. Mm. You know, apparently a few years ago it was 8%. Yeah. Okay. You know, so. That's all come about with with Greta, with Extinction Rebellion, David Amber. Attenborough, yeah. all sorts. You know, it's yeah. all kind of getting to that point, which yeah. is quite, you know, just shows the impact that has. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the um, you know, see things go through with Parliament and all sorts where they've put stuff through in the last six months, mm-hmm. which they would say was going to happen anyway. But mm-hmm. um, you know, they've they've had sustained pressure and at the end of the day it needs public interest doesn't it mm-hmm. so. yeah absolutely yeah dawn have you, what you've been yeah. up to so i've been up to so i attended the climate strike back in that was in september, september. Was that, yeah. yeah down in southampton i had uh, a special leave from work to be able to go and represent the organization i work for and that was really inspiring um you know there are lots of people who are demanding change which i think is probably reflected then in the statistic you just Mm. quoted Mm -hmm. jay to be honest that that is actually then uh, informing people's decisions about how they vote or how they shop how they live their lives how they you know educate their children etc um i haven't been that active in all kinds of ways but i've been thinking a lot reading a lot 
particularly about the job that I do, um, teaching young children uh, and young people, and how do we approach climate change mm-hmm. with with, uh, with all of those ages. And I know there's been lots of work and lots of um, social media interest in a climate change curriculum and sharing the information with children of all ages. And I have come to the conclusion that I don't feel that comfortable with that approach completely. Um, Picking up on some work by a chap called David Sobel uh, around a topic called he calls ecophobia. I think we have to be quite careful that we don't switch young people and children off from enjoying and immersing themselves in the natural world um, and turning it into a scary place Mm -hmm. because of all of our concerns about what is happening. Um, So that's kind of translating into some direct messages that we might be giving or or asking um, children and their families to do, as well as just modelling certain things. Mm Um, but the big message for me, which hasn't really changed uh, with all of that thinking and reading, is get children outside, get them out, yeah. get them out in their local patch, get them invested in what is going on on the really small scale. Yeah. Hmm. And that's uh, if you're lucky enough to have a garden or it's a school grounds or it's a local park or it's just the walk up and down your local green mm-hmm. space. Get get out, get out and yeah. get observing, see what's there um, and start to care. Yeah. Because it's only that empathy and that compassion yeah. about understanding and knowing what is living there that will then translate later on in life to positive action or positive yep. decisions. Absolutely. And so what the review or the thought is at the moment that any kind of talk about climate change between a certain age range is, is would probably more likely have a negative impact than a positive Yeah, impact. I think it's about... Um, really thinking about the messages that we might be given even um by default say for instance for as many years as i've been there we um, have offered schools the chance to take play uh take up um something called a waste-free lunch challenge it's all Mm -hmm. to do with recycling and thinking about where our waste goes okay it's particularly pointed uh since the plastic crisis became really really Um, talked about on a global scale and I've been feeling uncomfortable about it for a number of years and this year particularly I feel that because our main core audience for those visiting groups is primary age and most of those children have absolutely no decision making power Mm -hmm. about how their food is bought or Mm. packaged or you know particularly if you're on a free school lunch Mm -hmm. it just comes to you okay you've got no autonomy in, in, in deciding what you might have in your pat lunch and the premise of the waste-free lunch challenge is that you have to try and bring a lunch that is has the least amount of rubbish mm-hmm. okay so the children come to us they get a letter that school can send home and I know a handful of schools one or two particularly really take that on board they work a lot with parents and, uh, and carers and they invest a lot of time in going through that up to a month before the visit so they're really embedding that as a behavior change which can only be a good thing Mm -hmm. okay so we think about less packaging overall you know less food waste etc etc some schools they will come and it's a competition and actually i feel that we are kind of punishing children 
for things they can't change. So, for instance, so so if, if a child, a mum was running late or whatever, she only had a certain and, and it yeah. and there was a few plastic things that, yeah. that they would then be yeah. left with that and they're feeling like, oh, Yeah, so oh. that goes in the black bag and then we weigh the rubbish mm-hmm. and then you get put on the leaderboard for how much rubbish you collectively have. And then, and then, then you're carrying that. And that child sat there going, I was yeah. some of what, that was some yeah. of my weight. And, and knowing how children's memories and minds work that might be the only thing they remember from their visit to us and I feel actually that's 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 not good enough from from my point of view I don't yeah. think we should be uh, giving that as a message really mm-hmm. so there's other ways to encourage schools and, and families to embed either recycling or thinking about their waste streams mm-hmm. that could be done in a better way so yeah so we're taking that away we're actually going to be giving some messages about still at how do you approach that mm-hmm. but also about food waste so it's really simple things i end up so you know i'm for an example i might have 60 year two children come for a school day mm. and at the end one of my lovely volunteers will go around to our compost bin with buckets full of virtually not eaten apples because yeah, yeah. small children will take a bite or two out of an apple particularly under a timed kind of uh, lunch hour and they don't want to put their apple back in the lunchbox because somebody will tell them off for not eating their apple. Mm-hmm. And okay. they go brown. Okay, <laughs> so that's a thing. So I know I know that. Yeah. Um, and some children are really small and apples are really, really big. So they yeah. literally, you know, you can just about see their yeah, eyes yeah. over the top <laughs> of these things. Um, so it's simple things about, you know, perhaps consider chopping up the apple mm-hmm. and sticking it, you know, back together. Mm-hmm. Um uh, and then your child will be will probably eat it all. Yeah, that kind of thing. So we're with it's everything really. It's about thinking about waste, thinking about packaging, but doing it in a way that's um, more welcoming and less preachy mm-hmm. and less um, likely to exclude people on the basis of either uh, socioeconomic reasons or, mm-hmm. or other challenges that they might have. Um, so, yeah, so I'm feeling positive about the changes we've talked about. I've done a lot of workshopping with both colleagues on the team and my lovely volunteers that help out all the time. We've come up with a load of good ideas and they're going to be put in place ready for um, our first school visit is January, late January into the new year. So that's when we'll kick into our new new mm-hmm. system. Um, so, yeah, so that's quite exciting. Um, it's yeah. quite an interesting thing around how you talk to young people though isn't it about or even just generally i mean we, in one of the other podcasts we were talking about language and what phrases you mm. use and the guardian have published something recently where they've got their editorial guidelines yeah. and i've been working with my comms guys to try and follow the same approach mm. which is quite challenging yeah. but one of my colleagues sent me a whatsapp message and it was a um image from a, her magazine that she gets so she gets a parenting magazine called families mm-hmm. um, oh, yes. yep. and it had a whole thing in there all about talking to children about climate change and it was a really interesting piece and it was actually written by a lady i'm going to try and read her name out okay. and i'll get this wrong um valentina gilana um i'll put a link in the text <laughs> <laughs> who's got a book called we're all greta be inspired to change the world um and basically it's just an article talking about how you speak to your children mm-hmm. about climate change and how to get them engaged in the topic mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's, you know, that's not in an environmental magazine. No. That's in a 
magazine for parents yeah. and it's just you know that's the mm. thing that needs to happen it needs I guess know. there's an age okay, yeah so, about so, like so David Tobel's yeah. talking about you know there's there's kind of broad um, age ranges where stuff is more appropriate or less mm-hmm. really and he's kind of saying stuff that we probably know as either just you know um, family members or practitioners mm-hmm. is that children have at a very early age have a very small range so they're talking mm-hmm. about their back gardens or back gardens of people that they might might um spend time with um or the very local park and as they grow that range increases as Mm -hmm. they become more independent but it's also about the ability to deal with um any anxiety that might be thrown up by some of those messages so we all know we all have talked about it before um about Mm eco-anxiety is a very very real thing and it shouldn't be dismissed so so kind of um giving that fear and anxiety to our children isn't isn't a responsible I, thing for I, us to I, do so david sobel's yeah. saying really post 12 once we're 12 and we can start to reason and think about things in a larger context then it's appropriate to actually teach children yeah. about human induced climate they, change they need to be taught it i think it's yes. such a shame that it is a thing because yeah. i'm 30 and i've struggled <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. And, and i you know go back to the point i made if somebody if a six-year-old asks you a direct question of i don't know you've been sitting watching as a family the new fantastic seven worlds one planet again 31 can't right watch it. <laughs> <laughs> okay rather than kind of keying into the 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 terrible news that yeah. is coming through it's about building that compassion for the natural world mm. you know david attenborough was a big part of that for me as, as a kid yeah. um, and a teenager but it's then also about being an agent of change what can you do once you're 12 plus you are probably already making decisions about how you might spend whatever money you have uh, what you available need, um, you might have more uh, ability to change you know whatever family setting you're in decisions that are made there yeah. Um, etc etc you know you might ask to walk to school or cycle to school rather than be dropped off Mm -hmm. that kind of thing but until you're you know Mm -hmm. heading towards teenagerhood you've got none of that autonomy and actually what we're doing by giving the kind of scary messages if you like too early is switching children off the natural world completely so you know if all a child hears about the ocean is that it's full of plastic straws that kill turtles they are never going to want to go to the seaside they're never going to want to go and explore the most amazing coastal or marine habitats you know so it's that so we really have to be aware of that i think and and be responsible about that when we're talking about it but like i say if somebody comes to you and asks a direct question you should have that's where the climate change curriculum for me offers uh, opportunities and tools mm. that we can use is thinking about how do we how do we talk about that in an age appropriate mm-hmm. way, yeah. making sure that the science is still there yeah, and yeah. that we're telling the truth, which is obviously XR's you know first demand that we tell the truth that doesn't disappear because children or young people are are, are not adults. Um, so yes, it's been an interesting yeah. process going through that. You know what is it that I, we should be. Um, asking people to do yeah i think it's it's good that you mentioned about the choice though so even if so we don't necessarily bring it up with them but if they approach that we can find a way to talk to them like mm. there's a lot of um 
people kicked off about the Tesco, the new Tesco's advert, didn't they? Because there's a, mm. a young girl, and no, I know, she seems younger than 12 to me, mm. um, and she doesn't want to eat animals anymore, so they've changed their recipe to make it more right. friendly for her mm. yeah. to eat. But it's good that she was... The, the the video, the advert is suggesting that a child can ask that and yeah. that it will be responded with in a... In a Positive in a, way. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we've all kind of heard stories. I mean, Nat talks about it, doesn't she? When she was a kid and mm. tried to go vegetarian and her parents wouldn't let her do it. Mm. But, you know, it's, that's a long time ago and, mm-hmm. and things it, have changed yeah, a lot yeah, and yeah. the products that, are there and, and just parents realising some mm. of the interesting stuff. So. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah, it's just one of those one of those things, isn't yeah. it? So, oh, that's good. So that's what we've been up to. Very busy. Yeah. Everyone's been really busy, haven't they? So, kind of which is our excuse. We thought we'd start with our excuse <laughs> for why we haven't recorded for eight. I had a couple of messages from people saying, "What's going on?" Like, <laughs> we kind of got quite a few out, and then trying to get did a nothing, date sometimes. So. But we're here. We're here on a Friday. Friday night, it's commitment. A couple of beers going around, there's been some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Only Connect mug. Oh, yeah, which I had no idea what that was about, Can't but I do now. So we had a topic in mind for this one as we are on the way to the month of Christmas. Month of Christmas. <laughs> the festive I thought the, season. Yeah. the month of Christmas start the day after Easter? <laughs> <laughs> Depends whether you work in retail or not. Yeah, it's never ending for some, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we thought we'd have a topic on um, easy swaps that you could make this Christmas. Um, yeah, tis the season to buy junk that people don't really want. Exactly. I can't be stressing that enough to everyone I love that I don't need anything. I know, but, but everyone says it. Everyone says it. I mean, I know a particular brother-in-law of mine who's obsessed with buying things for Christmas. He just loves shopping. He just loves shopping. And he's, like, almost angry at the thought that he shouldn't be buying people stuff mm. for Christmas. <laughs> it's just... It offends him. But I would rather, like... Are we just... Are we rolling straight into... We're just going to talk Christmas now? We're not doing... Well, no, it's I, just I, going I don't see any reason not oh, There we go. We've yeah. started. So should we go for gifting, then, if we're... Yeah, if we're but, well, it doesn't always have to be a physical thing, does no. it? Like, time and just doing something together. Like, I... And... It can still cost money if you feel the need, like you actually mm. have to go and buy something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. could buy somebody tickets to yeah. go and see something. You could yeah. go together. You could just gift it yeah. if you don't fancy going. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would never go along to a musical if a friend wanted to go. It would be two tickets for you and a friend. <laughs> <laughs> but not this one. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, an experience, something yeah. they've always talked about doing, but they wouldn't necessarily buy it for themselves. Yeah. Or Some of my best, you know, the best gifts I've ever been given really are those things and I've got one waiting in the pipeline from my brother and sister-in-law um they bought me a voucher for a coracle making course but I've got to wait a, a whole nother coracle so it's like a a hide boat yeah like I an old-fashioned wooden yeah. and hide boat I'm going to go to the Wilden Down Museum next August oh, and this next was bought, August. From, this was oh bought for me in June for my birthday we do wait. need to talk about the Wilden Down we do for Christmas we do as well um but um you know that is like so that's my brother really knowing me very yeah, well yeah. and knowing the kind of thing that will just make me go oh my god that's amazing and it's a really really thoughtful thing mm-hmm. um but it's not a thing yeah, you know, it's a, yeah. I'm gonna have a whole day there and make an amazing boat and get to 
actually have a go in it and then yeah. bring it home That's and cool. teach other people how to do that. So yeah, and I, I yeah, and I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because there's so many you see stuff and you're like, oh, I really. And you know, one of my sisters sort of travels all over the place doing movies and stuff. So she's adamant she doesn't want anything for Christmas because she's she basically lives in a suitcase. Mm. And um, I have to be careful because she'll probably listen to this. So. <laughs> but um, no spoilers. Like, I gave my dad some advice and he got something for her, mm. and he was so excited because he knows she will love it. Mm. But. She, her stance is, I don't want anything, mm. but like, she will love this. Mm. But and I think that's, that's really okay. exciting. And if she'll end cutting, the, I'm going to say cutting yeah. the crap. I'm allowed to say that, right? Because yeah. you're just like, just if you're going to do it, yeah. just make sure I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also about, you know, we still do all send each other. I've got three siblings and a nephew and my mum, my sister in law. We send each other a letter to Santa, usually by email. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it contains lots of quite boring things, really, but they mm-hmm. might be things that you might need mm-hmm. or that you just wouldn't buy yourself in yeah. your normal yeah, kind yeah. of everyday budget. Um, mine's often books. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year, I was adamant on the letter to Santa, please don't buy them from these suppliers. <laughs> Have a look at actually World of Books first because they're pre-loved, yeah. pre-loved things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got some absolute crackers. So it's not it's not about it's not about saying to people buying presents is bad. Yeah, sure. It's about being more thoughtful than mm-hmm. yeah. just picking something up in Debenhams because it looks Christmassy. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and knowing that it's going to be must see that. I mean, you think the kind of best things you've ever been given, hmm. or the best response. I I, hmm. I got Nat a um, copy of Animals of Farthingwood. Oh, fantastic. And mm. for our one-year anniversary, because it's paper. Yeah. And we, on because we went, we our honeymoon was quite near Hay and Wye. Mm. So we spent a day going in all of the different book mm. places. Could not find a single copy of this, mm. like, early edition. Mm. And I managed to find one online, mm. got it imported from America. Ridiculous. And... I gave it to Nat on her anniversary and she just burst into Aww. tears. <laughs> she, I mean, she loves books and mm. stationery mm. at the <laughs> best <stationary>. of times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she just completely lost it. And it wasn't expensive. Yeah. It just took me six months that's to find that's, it. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. You know, what she's responding to is the thoughtfulness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And you knowing that absolutely yeah. that is the one thing that would be, you know, really, really meaningful. So... Um, yeah, it's it's important to think about the gifting isn't bad, um, but it's often about you might make something for somebody, yeah, mm-hmm. or you might, um, you know, it might be a pre-loved item. It's not might be new to them, mm-hmm. but it might be pre-loved. It's also I think about being pretty open and honest and asking, particularly close friends and families, what if what would you like, mm. <laughs> you know? Um, but I think you're right. Spending time is a really yeah. really important one. Um, yeah. Where do you want to go next? Through oh. the maze of festiveness. Well, I've had quite a few people ask me about Christmas trees and what the most sustainable okay. thing to do is around trees. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, I've not been sustainable in this area, so this is something that I want to do this year. Um, Jay, Dawn, mm-hmm. I know what I'm going to do, and then you guys can mm. and tell me what what. What are you going to do? Start with what you're doing. Okay, so you're so going to. I've always had real trees. I've, I've, I've loved real trees. Um, hugged them. Yep. 
but i know that i'm getting it off the people that just create an area for that time of year and they're in and out and off they go and i don't think that those are the most sustainable trees um to be getting so i want to get a pre-loved plastic christmas tree that i can keep for years on end okay and keep reusing yeah it's already made it's already out there i hope it's just not really haggard <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah hasn't been too loved yeah three, three needles <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so that's well, my okay. plan yeah. well i th- i think me and that have one in the loft mm-hmm. that you okay. can have cool great how what loved is it then? jay <laughs> well we i went that well basically me and that bought our first house about a month after Nat's parents moved, sold their family home. Mm. And for some reason, Nat's parents took three plastic trees. What, to Spain? No, well, no, into <laughs> their, their, they had a flat. Oh, yeah. And so we, so for some reason, they, they decided, you know, there's kind of things you never throw away. Yeah. And um, so we've got one of them. Mm. So I, it's somewhere in the loft. Mm. So you can have it. Thanks, so what are you if you're not using that plastic tree that's in your loft yeah. what do you guys do oh, as a christmas tree i'm do? a bad human being i love <laughs> christmas trees I know, so do I. Um, the smell is amazing yeah. i mean i i like to tell myself i'm being good because the um i read an article once basically saying that you'd have to use a, a plastic tree 10 times mm-hmm. to balance off it being plastic in the first place okay that's that's the, that's the cognitive dissonance <laughs> of, of me going, oh, no, I'm fine. But, I mean, back in the day when Nat worked with the, for the Wildlife Trust mm. and we used to do the voluntary day mm. and it was, like, my favourite day of the year. Like, I'd, I'd book the day off work, spend the whole day doing a, a heathland clearance, mm. chopping down Christmas trees. Mm. Um, now I've got massive guilt because we used to burn, like, thousands mm. of them mm. and then i we had our camper van and i i one year i loaded 10 in and then i drive around all my friends and family mm. and drop christmas trees mm. off for free mm. and they were like the best christmas trees yeah. you can get as well like the needles were, mm. and they were fresh and we just kind of and it was like the start of christmas and you were giving your friends basically yeah. a 40 quid tree mm. so they're like delighted mm. and i'm delighted because i feel like santa mm. yeah um, <laughs> so that would be the dream, mm. but I know my local wildlife trust don't do that anymore, mm. um, so I don't get to do that, which makes me sad. But um, instead, I basically just try and find the most sustainable supplier mm. of a real tree because I really like. Real and where trees. do you go though for a sustainable tree? This is what we need to tell people. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I know like the Forestry Commission do stuff locally, yeah. how sustainable they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could, yeah. I guess really what I should do mm. is buy one, grow it, have it in a pot mm. and bring it in every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's basically what I'm telling myself I have to do this year, yeah. isn't it? I've just taught myself. Into yeah, well, that's a challenge and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's challenge. The other thing is... It might be 10 um, years until I can use it. It's also about... You know, you live in an area, you've got lots and lots of people with lots and lots of garden space. You know, I, you're now sitting in my front room. It's not the biggest space mm. in the world, so I don't have room for a tree. Mm-hmm. So I usually have a vase or a pot with just loads of branches in it. And yeah. I might pick them up from other places. My neighbour's got a conifer hedge. Um, and he often trims it just before 
festive season, so I get some of those. I've still got that sort of piney, corner-free smell, nice. you know. So it's and then some, de- and then my decorations are hung up in in different ways, mm. really. Um, but yeah, you know, trees are grown as a crop in the same way that I don't know carrots are grown as a crop. Mm. So um, again, it's about trying to think through the the complication of where has it come from how far has it traveled yeah mm-hmm. you know i think local is probably better mm. isn't it and obviously as that tree has been growing it will be capturing carbon and then it's what do you do with it afterwards i think that's a big thing for people yeah. really particularly with real trees yeah. and most councils these days will run a proper collection yeah. they chip it yeah uh, and then it's dealt with in a, with a, a really reasonable way um, that's an area where i have massive guilt i'm i've I'm I'm a bloke. I've I like grown fire. up with bonfires. <laughs> I've had so many bonfires mm. in my life, mm. and it's only really this year that it suddenly dawned on me how bad a human being I am mm. because of that. Like, and I literally like because um, we've got quite a big garden and we mm. cut loads down all the time mm. to kind of keep the wildflowers coming mm. through and mm. manage that space and not annoy our neighbours by mm. having all of the hazel trees that mm. seem to prop up everywhere in our garden um and then most of the time i'd like have a nice bonfire mm. and so i haven't had one this year okay so what have you been doing with um, it instead so um i've been kind of chopping it up mm. and some of it i've been taking to the local um household recycling mm-hmm. center yep um but i i'm probably going to borrow a chipper yeah in the next couple of weeks mm. and because my parents have got one, I'm gonna. Yeah. They've just, what, they've just got a chipper. Oh my! Oh, my parents love gadgets. <laughs> so, that's quite a that's, gadget to have. It's quite a gadget. <laughs> I don't think it's been used forever. Yeah. I think when I say borrow, a lawyer, it'd be one of those ones where we'll it just keep goes, it here, shall we? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I've got a bigger, I've got a bigger shed, yeah. so I'll just keep it there for them. But I just massive guilt. I was just mm. suddenly it dawned mm. on me that. If my carbon footprint, I think, is very good, mm. but if I then included bonfires, <laughs> like... it's all about balance, isn't it? I think it is all about balance because obviously, whatever you've been chopping down has been Storing. a carbon, a carbon yeah. sink. Yeah, so, I guess it's but... just how quick, like the rate of like avocados are a nightmare, aren't they? Yeah. But what I'm trying to say mm. is like how long does it take for a tree to grow that big yeah. before, and how quickly are they being replanted and yeah. Yeah, I don't know any of those facts, no. so I mean, maybe we can add something. I honestly there. massive guilt, mm. massive guilt. Mm. I, I've I've had massive bonfires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're not an you're not an oil company. No. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, on the guilt scale, yeah. I think you could probably yeah. give yourself a break yeah. to a point. But no, but, I think chipping the, the, the last. Well, so mm. I'd say what we so we had the last, and you'll get to find out now how. Um, I'm quite laid back and I'm in no rush and I'm not worried about my house being that tidy because we kept our last three Christmas trees. <laughs> we just had them outside. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't know what to do with them, so we just kept them. Um, Even in... though your local council collects them for free? Well, this is it. I didn't know that till last no. year. So then I took all three down there. Mm. 
Yeah. Obviously, one looking <laughs> quite dead. Quite right. yeah. And then, yeah, and and then it got worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, well, yeah, we've got to get rid of all three of them in a sustainable way. Were they like, you can only get rid of Christmas trees, you can't just get rid of any oh, old thing? Oh, God, rubbish. No, <laughs> they were really good off. about They're taking like, them. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do, everyone was like, is that a Christmas tree in your front garden? I'm like, yep. <laughs> See, whereas old me would have gone, that's going to light really. Really <laughs> <laughs> and I, I probably, if I'm honest, I think I probably burnt, apart from last year, every single Christmas tree I've owned. Mm. I've had a, a glorious bonfire. Okay, but was no it, more bonfires. No, Christmas I'm, trees. I'm, 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 there's, a, there's a new leaf you've turned. Yeah, <laughs> there's an amazing um, forest school practitioner and trainer that I know, a chap called Richard Irvine, and he's uh, brought out a book earlier this year called Forest Crafts, all about whittling amazing things. And the very top of your Christmas tree, you can um, bend, steam bend over a fire and make a whisk. Oh, wow. A whisk? So, a whisk, yeah. So you can carve it and um, wow. bend it round. So I'll get you that. So maybe that will satisfy your manly urges. Right, so we've just spoken about the tree. Now we're going to start on what goes on the tree, the decorations. Chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you... I don't do that. Uh, that was something I did from... from, from when you're a little, child, yeah. But I guess, like, if you like chocolate, you probably still carry on to them. I think know? I could probably attach chocolate to anything. So, would you do that dark chocolate? I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely need chocolate on the tree. Yeah. I suppose we have to be careful because of the dogs. But. Yeah. yeah, that's another. I although we do have our tree on top of the table. Yeah, Just I think less temptation. <laughs> yeah, we have to anyway because then. Someone's not going to wee on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You have have five rescue dogs Mm. in the house. Wee wee fish. Yeah. (laughs) Just, they're all Mm. turn into a new latrine. So, foil wrapped chocolates. Yeah. I'm guessing. Individually wrapped chocolates on a tree. Last time. Suddenly he's forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Burning Christmas trees, covering them in chocolate. (laughs) I'm, I'm. Realising very quickly that Christmas is not my most sustainable <laughs> I activity. think it's often that people feel that licence to kind of, you let know, loose. let go, let, yeah, yeah let it loose. It is naughty season though, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, you, know, you have a few too many beers. But so. I think there's so much out there now that will help you. You're still celebrating. Yeah. You, know, you, you can still celebrate, you know, this isn't about a real killjoy yeah. kind of still go around the shops and wander around and look at everything you don't need to buy everything i guess this is about you know making those choices really if you want it and then and then that becoming the norm Mm. i think that's the thing isn't it you know because retailers and suppliers will then say well that's what people want yeah yeah so that's what we'll provide and then the the less sustainable stuff will you know fade away now that is that's a whole kind of thing on its own consumer capitalism is a thing on its own and i understand all of the flaws and pitfalls for that argument um but i think particularly around christmas or celebrations we can make individual choices that yeah. matter yeah uh, yeah totally yeah. like yeah. overindulging at this yeah. time of year is, uh, yeah. definitely happens yeah so steve and i got married on the 20th of december mm-hmm. and we don't buy each other presents or anything like that for our anniversary but we might go away and stay somewhere or do something um but one thing that we do do is buy a new decoration for the tree Mm -hmm. every year yeah and i've always quite liked that 
Yeah. And I guess the one, you know, it stays with us, yeah. you know, these decorations yeah. stay around forever. Mm-hmm. But I did say this year, because we've been trying to tidy up our house a bit and get rid of a few bits and bobs. I was like, let's make something out of something that we were going to throw yeah, away anyway. Okay. Mm. Come, it's not started. And I've only come up with <laughs> some really wacky ideas. Like Steve um, listens to podcasts any time that I'm not around to talk to him, basically. <laughs> no. So he gets through a lot of headphones just through right. wear, wear and tear. And um, yeah. I was thinking the amount of headphones that are broken that we could make something out of, mm. I don't know, dipping them in colour or something, mm. I don't know. But that was just my first kind of thought, yeah. make something a bit weird and it pers- it's personalised yeah, as well. Yeah. And you kind of look at that and people go, what is that on your tree? And then you've got a bit of a story mm. about it. Again. Well, with the cables, did I show you the macrame Christmas trees last year that made out of string? <gasps> So easy. Well, yeah, I've got one up there. I'll show you. Yeah, to show you, yeah. the, put a picture up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that you could do that with the wires. Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just find you just end up accumulating things, mm. don't you? I also uh, all my baubles um, are rescue baubles. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. someone rescue was baubles. updating their baubles, yeah. and I was like, I'll have them. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. They're yeah. new baubles for me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. of them are tacky. Yeah, they're so like yeah. I don't know somewhere back from the seventies. But I was like, yeah. yeah, I'll have them. I've got the most amazing set of fairy lights, um, that were my grand's, so my mum's mum's, and they look like you know, like the jellied sweets that are covered in sugar yeah. that you get at Christmas. Mm-hmm. They're like really brightly coloured, okay, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they are just, they don't go with anything else that I have out <laughs> of Christmas, but I just love them because yeah. I think Christmas is also quite a sentimental and yeah. nostalgic time. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that's great. So I've got lots of decorations that, again, have been around a really long time or made for me or gifted. Mm-hmm. I knitted myself a little Santa uh, the year before last and I knitted an elf last year. Um, so I'll probably be making something Christmassy cool. this year. Um, Did you, are you going to knit your. Um nephew an elf on a shelf i don't think my sister really wants to go there i'm yeah. not really sure because yeah. that just sets up a precedent then for like the next 15 years yeah. of his life so yeah. i don't know and there's the whole um, thing about if you're being naughty yeah uh, yeah because sure you've got to think that, of yeah. something new to do with it every single day through december and quite frankly that's you know just being a parent's quite enough yeah <laughs> i reckon <laughs> so um he'll probably get something i don't know what i'm gonna make i'm probably gonna knit some flowers for people mm-hmm. um because i found an amazing um book and the knitting thing is i've i inherited from my grand and my aunt um when we cleared the house a huge amount of you know odd, odds and bobs of of knitting mm-hmm. wool and stuff and actually, because of the demographic of the people who live in town, uh, there's usually quite a lot of stuff to pick up at charity shops yeah. as well. So mm. we're pretty much, uh, there's not very many things that I make where I'm buying new mm-hmm. new materials. So that's quite nice, really. It's cool that you're yeah. making those things, yeah. the decorations. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm not cool. quite there yet. I've, me and uh, Dawn have, well, I've went along to um, a clothes swap and they were doing a workshop upstairs it was darning wasn't it it was darning and I'm I'm trying to fit and I am fixing things but not to like a really good standard mm. like basically I sew Steve's trousers up two weeks later they're ripped again in the same <laughs> spot you know I'm still getting better but at least mm. I'm trying yeah 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 um, mm. like, if it's on a seam I'm pretty good to go yeah. that's a good kind of link though because 
Um, there's that amazing TV show where they fix things hmm. that's filmed at Wilden Down. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I've never been the there. The repair shop, is it called? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. it's a bit like a kind of TV version of a men's shed. Hmm. Um, but obviously you go there every Christmas. Yeah, so it's one of our favourite places as a family to go. We've been going for years and years and years um, and done lots of all kinds of exciting things. But now that once the nephew came along, it's like, you know, what are we going to do for Christmas? And none of us are really kind of shopping centre kind of people. And if that's your thing, then that's great. But uh, we came across um, the days that they offer down there. It's in one of the rescued buildings, usually a Tudor or Victorian cottage. One year Santa was in a little shepherd's hut on wheels. Um, <laughs> uh, last year Santa was in a house with a rock, real rocking horse and proper roaring fire and things. And it's just a very, um, yeah, just very warm and welcoming kind of way to celebrate that thing. So, you know, little person still gets a gift uh, but both times it's been wrapped up in brown paper and string. Um, it's been, you know, a pretty generic oh, cool. kind of... I think he got a squirrel puppet the first year. I can't remember what he got given last year. Um, are the gifts but, new or are they... So they are new, but they're, they're, they're the bits and pieces that they obviously sell in the shop. Okay. Um, and they're, they're pretty um, uh, careful with their choices of what they're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jack, last year, uh, was insistent that... Santa only gets to give presents, he doesn't get presents himself, so he baked in some biscuits. So Santa and the elf got some biscuits from Jack. Oh, that's, oh, that's really so, sweet. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so it's a really, and there's no really loud music, there's no really bright lights. Um, and it's like traditional green. It's traditional green, so he's not even Father Christmas, he's traditional, you know, um, I can't even think what he called pre, himself now. Pre Coca Cola. Pre Coca Cola, um, you know. Um, it just sounds so lovely. It's really lovely. And then Where the place itself. So it's down in Chichester, just the other side of Chichester. And it's basically like a rescue centre for buildings. <laughs> so this was set up um, years ago. And uh, whenever a development was taking place, in fact, they've got Titchfield Market Square building. Okay, right. So, you know, Titchfield is really weirdly wide at that point. The road opens out. Have you ever driven through? Maybe. Have you driven through Titchfield Village? Yeah. Yeah, if you ever think why is that weirdly wide, it's because they used to have a market building in the in in the middle of it basically. Mm. But it became derelict; and they took it down. So it's a bit like disassembling a giant Lego kit. So they go, the conservators go, and they take everything down. And they number it, right? And then they transport it to the Will and Downland, and it's just this sort of amazing patch of ground uh, nestled at the foot of the South Downs. It's beautiful countryside, okay. anyway. Yeah. And then they find a good spot for it. And then their conservation um, teams, you can learn how to, uh, um, you know, do oak woodworking and thatching and all that stuff. So they run courses as well in all this stuff. And they reassemble the building. And then it's usually furnished from a particular period that fits with the building. Yeah. Um, So over Christmas, they'll be having... They always have a Tudor banquet up in the great big Tudor long hall thing, all spread out. Um, They do cookery lessons. They do cloth dyeing. I've been uh, ploughing with horses because they have a farm. So they've got horses and pigs and cattle and... And, and all you of the, just turn up, or do you need to burp? You, you don't need to burp. You, yeah. there's, a, there's an admission charge. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got the. They redid their building, like the main entrance and exhibition space, a couple of years ago, 
Um, they've got loads of amazing artifacts that take you through a timeline of social history. Mm-hmm. It's just a really lovely place to be. Yeah. Really, really sounds lovely. Worth and Christmas it. sounds amazing. Um, have Christmas you been? Day. Day. No, every year Dawn tells yeah, us about it, and, yeah. and I get really excited, yeah. and then. I was going to book my niece and nephew, but Christmas, it sells out. Really it sells quickly. out really quickly. But they're doing um, they do a Christmas market. I think that's coming up actually towards the end of this month, maybe a couple of weekends. And then we're going actually the day after Boxing Day. So I've got a friend who's coming down to meet the family, and uh, we're going on the twenty seventh for a day out because they've got all of this stuff going on. They've got like um, traditional games, and they'll have uh, uh, singing and choirs and and bits and pieces folk stuff going on in the in the open square mm-hmm. um and then all the houses will be dressed for christmas from that period in time and stuff nice. so yeah that's really that good really lovely. yeah 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 quite i mean it you know you could say it's commercial because they're charging an, an admission but it's not you know i love a bit of slade but quite frankly, you don't need to hear it more than four times. Do you oh, know no, you do. You know that nostalgic thing yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. talking about. I just it's like listen. Mm. So I've just got Alexa. I don't know if that's controversial. Not, mm. but I've got one, and I'm constantly asking her to play Disney songs as mm. well. So when it comes to like playing <laughs> Disney songs and Christmas songs, I'm like, yeah, that's why can't have it enough. I listened yeah. to the Moana album um, three times in one day. <laughs> Is there? Brilliant. I mean, there will be a point with AI where that might actually be some form of abuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Alex? Will turn around and say no, not today. No, You've please, had enough. Please don't. Please don't. If, if they are tracking information, for sure, they for sure think I've got a child. They think you're not. twelve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great. So yeah, I mean, and then in decorations, you know. Lots of the buildings then are decorated with greenery. I mean, that was a very traditional thing is bringing yeah. in something evergreen because it's about, you know, the turn mm-hmm. of the year. Um, you know, one of the things that we've done in the past is make paper chains out of cut-up magazines mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, That's really fun. Um, and, you know, the good old cutting out a snowflake. Yeah. Mum used to have terrible snowflakes on her windows, but it didn't really matter <laughs> because, you know, it's about... Yeah, yeah. I think it's coming yeah. back to that, you know, it, it doesn't have to look perfect it needs to be your christmas Mm -hmm. and actually a lot of decorations of things like i was saying about making stuff it's the process is just as enjoyable as the outcome Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's not all about i like that kind of a bit tacky garish christmas i kind of grew up with that and nat doesn't Mm. nat's like Mm. no decorations or Mm. if they are they're all the same color Mm. And whereas, so I used to, when she'd go out, I'd decorate the whole house with mm. like all sorts of rubbish. And yeah, I'm banned now because <laughs> it's too tacky. She doesn't, she doesn't like it. My mum did that though. Like there was, I think there was a period in time when mm. it was stylish. Your, your tree had to look stylish mm. rather than like before it was decorated, mm. like the kids mm. decorated it. And then suddenly mm. we were in our teens and mum was like, I'm taking back control yeah, of yeah, this yeah, tree. Yeah, 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 this is my tree. <laughs> I'm sick of but everything she's... being hung yeah. in the bottom yeah. third of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, what I have to say is that it seems over the years that she's gone, no, it was much more fun yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's it. So, you know, that again, this is, we're not sitting here being judgmental. This mm. is everybody's personal choice, isn't it? But, if, um, if you're organised and you like an organised tree, yeah, yeah, crack yeah. on. <laughs> but um, I think, yeah, just Christmas, it can be really, really simple and pretty low impact but still really celebratory and still i think that's just with anything though isn't it it's the stuff you don't expect to do mm. 
are the things that kind of create memories mm. and like having a perfect tree or mm. buying a present for mm. someone because you think they might like it mm. you're never going to remember that I can't remember no. what I I was given or gave no. 99% of the time mm. and it's just the things most mm. of the time it's the stuff that goes wrong where yeah. you kind of I mean we we once had a Christmas and my mum loves Christmas and she wants mm. the whole world there we used to have like 20 odd people for Christmas mm. dinner and we had this Christmas once um, and it was like the least vegan <laughs> Christmas meal because when it got to the sort of cracker stage mm. um, my auntie went and got the cheeses from mm. the fridge and sort of put them out on the table and there's, you know, there's 20 of us on this table <laughs> I think it might have been the first Christmas Nat was there mm. and my auntie had inadvertently got stuff out of the fridge she mm. shouldn't have done yeah, right. and my dad was eating this cracker and he was like this cheese is disgusting <laughs> he was like it's the worst cheese oh, no. I've ever had like mm. and he was still well still Whilst eating, eating it, it. <laughs> going this is disgusting kind of thing mm. and then my mum kind of walked in she was like why is the lard on the table if that sort of certain thing that would turn mm. you away from dairy or mm. what but it was um, as, as we're talking so memorable dinner, as we're so talking memorable. dinner mm. my it was uh, we take turns either Steve's parents or my parents really um, we did do it once <laughs> it was a bit cramped that's our excuse it's cramped at all. Um stressful man <laughs> yeah. but my mum was like oh is it your, your turn to come here and then there was I I didn't ask them or anything I was like I'll make my own thing mm. and you carry on and she just messaged me and said oh we thought we'd eat vegan with you this year Great. as well. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Dad seemed quite shocked about that yesterday when I mentioned <laughs> it. But she was like, you already know this. Mm. So he might have been just winding me up. But he was like, no, I'm quite, ha- I'm happy to do that. So yeah. all the trimmings and everything, I was like, oh, I was yeah. well chuffed. Yeah, yeah really we used nice to always, I mean, me and that have been veggie forever. Mm. And like, I remember we used to always host Christmas because yeah. there just wasn't a way with her family. Mm. But every year we used to go in the local butchers and it mm. was the only time we'd ever go in mm. and we'd buy like a lamb shank mm. or something. Mm. Like, because the first time we went in, we were like, want something really easy because we, we don't will, ever do this. We will kill our family because <laughs> we never cook with meat. Mm. And and then from then on, the butcher, mm. every time Nat went in, the one time, mm. he'd be like, oh, the vegetarian lady yeah. that buys meat for her family for Christmas <laughs> or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, we've, I, yeah. We've always been quite relaxed. I mean, my mum doesn't eat meat for health reasons because mm. she she has like a weird allergic reaction. Mm. Um, but she will on Christmas Day. Yeah, she's kind of the whole year she doesn't eat meat, mm. but because she doesn't eat meat for environmental or mm. animal welfare kind of mm. reasons, mm-hmm. like she's not horrible, but she's <laughs> kind of, <laughs> but that's not the main yeah, kind of the thing. Main driver, yeah. So that one day she's mm. like, no, I eat meat on this one day, mm. but. It's kind of yeah, that's cool that your mm. parents. Are... Yeah, it's really nice because they they're not they're not vegetarian, is it? Mm. I think that they are they're quite conscious of it mm. and they think slowly yeah. some of their dinners yeah. are changing, but it yeah. is quite slow. But I have to praise them because my mum says I have to praise them yeah. for the changes they made, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I should be better at praising. Well, them. Well, that's a big shift, isn't it? You yeah, know. I was proper chuffed um, with that. What's next on our festive tick list of right, so easy swaps? We've talked decorations, we've talked trees, we've talked gifting, we've mm-hmm. talked dinner. What about what goes on the dinner table then when it comes to crackers? Ooh. 
Okay. When you say crackers, I mean, I do love crackers. <laughs> Are we talking Christmas crackers or <laughs> crackers, crackers? Crackers and not cheese. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> and not crackers, and crackers and Gary. Crackers and not lard. <laughs> yeah. Although saying that, I'm, I, my sister bought me some really nice um, fake cheese. Um, oh, and surprisingly, I liked the blue one, which I don't. I never no. liked blue cheese <laughs> before. So weird, I'm going to get some for Christmas. I'm going to go to the, when we go to London. I'm going to get some. Did mm. you see the thing cheese. I sent with the um, Violife cheese board? Oh They've yes, they've got in Sainsbury's mm. already. Okay, mm. check it out. So, so crackers. Crackers. Christmas crackers. You've probably. I've my mum and mm. family. They've always mm. done crackers. Mm. Um, did we? Did mum? I'm not sure if my mum did last year, but I'm not that fussed about crackers. No. We, say, we usually do crackers. Now, interesting, there's been quite a lot going around on Facebook in the last few weeks because Sainsbury's have got on the shelves to buy completely plastic-free crackers this year. Okay. So they cool. are, uh, you know, um, card and paper, and there's no plastic guffins in there. They're all Good. different kind of... I don't know what they are, mm. but they're not plastic mm-hmm. gifts and toys. Um, I've been tasked again this year. It's my family Christmas task because I don't get involved in cooking usually because I'm not in my... Yeah, house yeah. or home mm-hmm. you know being hosted by somebody else um to make our crackers again this year so i've got some cracker kind of blanks mm-hmm. if you like um and i will fill them with things and i, I usually nice, i usually though. find yeah. some topical jokes for people so they're always named for that individual <laughs> and i yeah. make a little hat papery hat nice. or you can either have a robin hood one or a pirate one or oh, so that's make, nice. i think that's Sometimes I can be guilty of being like, well, I don't need that in my life, so I just stop having it. But I mm. forget that I don't have any young people around my life mm. that often. And mm. I think these things are nice for people. And I think if mm. you can do an alternative, like make mm. them or get a plastic-free mm. cracker, I think that that's a nice option for families yeah. and things yeah. like that. I think I'm, as I've, I've realised, I'm a bad person with Christmas. So... <laughs> I I bought some pretty good crackers over the years, mm-hmm. and I will need to consider whether I continue this. But mm-hmm. um, so I, I always buy charity ones, yeah, for okay. different organisations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like Dogs Trust ones, mm-hmm. and you know they've normally got a little game that kind of links yeah. to the charity. Mm-hmm. And one year I bought some RSPB ones, mm-hmm. and they were incredible. Really? So the 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 toy. Mm. Toy mm-hmm. was um, it was almost like a miniature version of a of a birthday card with music, oh, but it wow. had bird song. Oh, have so you, so oh, you had yes. to kind of open the thing and then it played a oh, bird song and you had to guess what the bird yeah, was. Yeah. I'm finding something out about Jay on this podcast is <laughs> just how much he loves Christmas. He does, <laughs> and I so like now is the time to kind of hunt that mm. kind of stuff. But yeah, um, so I guess what I'm saying is mm. if I can find. The, the right charity thing mm-hmm. that was as awesome as the RSPB mm. then you will have crackers I will be not eating mm. by crackers because yeah. it was amazing mm. my dad kept them yeah. and he was gutted when the batteries ran oh, out because he was yeah. just like oh I loved the little the it was really cool mm. oh it's so. nice that it was actually something you wanted around mm. rather than right when is it okay to put this in the bin yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end of the day or do I need to hold them I mean they're little screwdrivers don't get me wrong oh yeah like, oh, I've still got some all in my day long. If, yeah. if, yeah. this is the same argument as what would happen to the cows if everyone weren't vegan like <laughs> what would happen to glasses? Well, we had glasses. If you have to fix your phone Small because your things. screen's cracked, like those little screwdrivers, those little screwdrivers are needed. Off. I'm I'm arguing the case for this. <laughs> 
Toenail clippers. Yeah, but then it's all, all of, of the things. other stuff. Isn't it? It's all of the other stuff. The bottle like, openers the that tap. don't work. The real tap. Yeah. You know, the little spinner thing. Or the fish. What's that about? Oh, I know. The emotion. Is it emotion yeah, fish yeah, or yeah. something? Yeah. It's just like, what? That's, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's our emotional connection to plastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I've said, the crackers, because of Penny and her reaction to noise, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone hates it when I'm around. I'm like, no, you can't do a cracker now, Penny's here. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, brilliant. Thanks, yeah. Lauren. Thanks do for they do silent dog. crackers? Oh, it depends what you want isn't it because if you want to have a cracker with a snap then that's what we're gonna have yeah. but if you don't you just have the terrible joke and the hat and a gift for somebody so just to me yeah. it's not it's about figuring out what it is that you and whoever you're celebrating with likes about that particular yeah. aspect i'm sure thing, most people you know? who listen to our podcast mm. are probably thinking about these things yeah, 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 or already absolutely. quite conscious yeah. about it but I imagine yeah. if somebody that wasn't listening to this they'd be like a cracker that doesn't make noise yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet that exists yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sure I'm that sure exists because yeah, yeah. certain people are quite sensitive to noise but they so. might say it's not traditional yeah. <laughs> well I don't really know why the cracker I is I don't know I mean it's called actually. a cracker yeah. so maybe that's I part don't know of where the, they came from I don't know where, thing, when that so. started but, um, but yeah, so that is crackers that is crackers yeah Corinne's Christmas list. Corinne's Corinne's festive list. By the end of this, you would have worked out your entire plan. I'm ticking it. I'm checking it twice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Wrapping. Wrapping. So Mm. last year, we were all quite conscious of this um, in our families, Mm -hmm. and um, it was brown paper or stuff that was already had, and I kept some of that. Yep. Um, anything that was used I kept everything actually and I had to have a big sort out and I've (laughs) now created a craft box and I've got a whole box full of bags and bits and bobs gift bags and other paper Um, but yeah everyone was pretty good on that front Um, gotta say what what do you guys do? same as that so everyone's they've all been (laughs) uh, quite on board for a number of years now really but last year uh, Jack and his mum, my sister, made made their own wrapping paper. So she bought some uh, big rolls of parcel um, paper and some potato prints. Oh, so they carved out oh, some cheese cool. and stars out oh, potatoes. Nice. Yeah. Got the poster paints out, so that was really nice. Yeah. And then a few years ago, I um, invested in some Christmassy fabric. So I've been using that quite a lot to wrap wrap stuff in. And then I've just got a big basket that I take. And everybody just piles all the stuff back in there, all mm-hmm. the ribbons and the fabric and the bits and pieces of, of uh, Christmas wrapping paper. And then I'll take that home probably the next time I go home. So mm. I visit home before Christmas and then people will come and get what they want to wrap what they're purchasing for people or making for people or re-gifting or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just keep on keep yeah. on going round. Nice. So every I've really I've been really impressed actually yeah. with the family. They've really taken it taken it on board. And um, you know, again it's probably a fairly minimal impact overall. Mm-hmm. But I think last year particularly there was um a short section uh on BBC News, BBC Breakfast News about um, the plastic content of a lot of gift wrap mm. mm-hmm. yeah, and that seems to really really resonate yeah, with people yeah. um, so it's quite close to yeah, close cause to just because it's paper I think people think oh that's not so bad yeah. but if, yeah yeah most places won't take the sometimes it's got stuff. foil in it yeah. and sometimes it's got plastic in so it they're showing people how to do the crunch test and yeah. stuff um, but yeah gift bags so 
my brother and sister-in-law now you know i've got a gift bag that whatever they might be uh kind enough to give me it goes in there so yeah. it's not individually hmm. wrapped but it's yeah it's in there yeah um yeah so that's Same. what we get up to yeah, how about that's you quite cool. um uh, I feel like I should do the bad thing, but no, mm. I've been basically, if I wrap stuff, it's mm. normally in like brown paper. Mm. I used to, um, in my former employer, I used to nick the, <laughs> you know, like the brown, massive rolls of brown oh, yeah, yeah, paper. Yeah. Mm. And I used to quite often just kind of... He is being the more, naughty boy on the podcast today, isn't he? <laughs> sort of take a bit of that yeah, and yeah, yeah. Can wrap stuff and mm. then just use a bit of string or something. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. I think I've probably been doing that for... Yeah. two decades now yeah. I think yeah. or if you just buy it forget to wrap it up just give it to them as <laughs> it, which I've done quite a lot and then yeah. that's obviously for sustainable reasons mm. not because I've been too lazy or, or thoughtless to do it but um, mm. yeah that's kind mm. of that side of things so There's, um, it's the, just fun the fabric wrapping thing I can't remember the name of it just now because I haven't looked at it for nearly a year obviously but I'll, I'll send you the link so you can put it up there's a particular name for this Japanese art of wrapping things in fabric. So oh, I have... Lush do that. Is, it, are they, is that the kind of... Because they've... Well, I mean, it might mm. not be the same, but they sell things and they have, like, loads of different ways of tying Yeah, the, so I've the, got, like, the cheat up. sheet. I, I actually I printed myself one, so I've got it in the Christmas box. And it's got little diagrams of how to wrap a cylinder and ah. how to wrap a square and how to wrap a rectangle or how to wrap an, a, a, a sphere... And to show you how <laughs> yeah. to do it with a, with a single square of fabric, with no no string oh. or tape or anything, wow. it's really amazing. I can't think what the name of the of the wrapping technique is called, but I will find it for you and and, and we'll put the link up. Up with cylinders are always cracker mm. style for me. Tie the yeah. ends up, <laughs> but it's to do it with. Um, it used to be apparently. I'm going to try and get this right. It was a way of carrying things, so you would often oh. have a square of yeah, fabric yeah. about upon you. Yeah. Um, and you might need to wrap something or to carry it with you. Yeah. Um, so particularly the bottle and the cylinder one is about mm. carrying a flask of, of drink or, or you know, mm-hmm. water with you. So that's so it's like creates a little handle yeah. so you can carry it really easily. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Oh, we're going to yeah, yeah, yeah. look that up and put that in the links. Yeah. That sounds so really cool. So the Christmas fabric I did buy from um, my local haberdashers. Um, but since then, I've seen loads. There's always loads available in charity shops. It might be like an old Christmas tablecloth or something. So just be a yeah. bit imaginative with it. It's a wine then, stain. Yeah. <laughs> Burn from yeah, the yeah. Christmas um, You could turn it into pudding. a Santa, the wine stain. <laughs> a little, little doodly doodle with a Sharpie. Yeah. But, um, uh, but there's also, you know, uh, I think it was last year, one of the gifts I gave my sister-in-law was a, a scarf. And I just used that as a wrapping for something else as well. So mm-hmm. the scarf is also the present. Oh, that's cool. And then it, you know, that's that, nice. that, that works too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've done that last couple of times I've been to Lush. Mm. If it was getting a gift mm. for someone that I've bought. And I've, I've received them back as mm. well. So I've got... Um, and then the, you can also wear them as headphones, yeah. but I yeah. don't I don't rock them yeah. quite so well. So yeah. um, I, I'll keep them for wrapping. <laughs> yeah. I had a funny... Uh, last Christmas, because every Christmas we have our um, environmental professional green drinks at mm-hmm. the German beer market. Mm-hmm. And... Last year, I went to the beer market, and then afterwards, I think it was last year, um, I went to go and get Nat something from Lush in the local mm-hmm. 
ridiculously big um, shopping centre. Shopping yeah. centre, it's horrific. And bumped into your boss. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. or one of your bosses. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he was, he, I think there's not many people around, but he looked like, you know, um, what's that Arnold Schwarzenegger film where he tries to get the toy? Oh, I know the one. It's oh, Jingle All sure. the Way. I don't know the name of it. Um, I don't know and that one. he's like, oh no, it's the night before Christmas. So he's <laughs> and basically he looked like that. And he <laughs> was like, and he's not the kind of person, he's the kind of person you bump into in a pub, mm. like a proper old school mm. pub. Not in a massive shopping centre, no, and he, sure looked he looked so a lost. lost. And I felt a bit lost. He looked very lost. Mm. Um, but it's that sort of sort of tis the season for Panic. people <laughs> <laughs> to kind of be out of place. Mm. And he should have been sort of tucked up by a fire with a pint of ale. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of yeah. yeah it's quite funny. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, it, and then I walked in in mm. Lush and got massively confused because it's such a weird alien place mm. for me and tried to pay with the wrong person and just look like a complete fool. <laughs> was he wearing a Christmas jumper? Uh, I can't Ooh. imagine he would be wearing a Christmas I love Christmas jumpers. Do you like my seamless transition? I do. Yeah, I think yeah. that was very slick. Was no good. one's, no one's going to question that. Bring it up because I'm that proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you and Steve have matching Christmas jumpers. Yeah, so the year we got married, obviously, mm-hmm. it's right before Christmas. <laughs> I was like, let's be sickeningly cute and get matching Christmas jumpers. And, uh, that is sickeningly well, yeah, cute. Yeah. Year, year five, still making us go out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I really love my Christmas. I still wear it. And that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, but uh, June is not the right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I lost fourteen pounds wearing it one day. <laughs> oh, so that is my one thing with Christmas though, that Christmas should be at Christmas and I get very upset when you see things out like people wearing Christmas socks not in Christmas season. My mum does that. Really like, annoys me. They're visible with their little dolly shoes. What? Yeah, that's just, just, swinging, just wrong. Swinging Christmas socks out Christmas in June. Things, I'm like, what are you doing, Mum? You know, and it's got to be December. I suppose. And then Christmas. But in Christmas a way, jumpers. I'm yeah. going to play devil's advocate a bit here because we are talking about a better future and being sustainable. Yeah. So if your mum overall owns less pairs of socks but wears her Christmas yes. socks in June, then we're all good you're with that, right, really. You're yeah. right. But. I get where you're coming from. I've changed from. my mind. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you're right. There you I'm go. Bit, I'm just saying. I realise that saying. Christmas has made me a bad person. It's not making you a bad person. Yeah, it's not making you a bad person. <laughs> There's just other choices you can now make. Now you're thinking about yeah, it. That's yeah, that's That's the thing, isn't it? You can't. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't carry that. Because I literally like I've got loads of jumpers, mm. and then I, like, as soon as Christmas gets shut down. Mm. Everything's in the loft, yeah. and I, I yeah. as soon as Christmas starts, mm. I've got like a, a wardrobe yeah. now because every year you get you accumulate things. Mm. I think it's okay to wear a Christmas jumper the last week of November. <sighs> no, I Ooh. I would say you've got to wait for it to be December. Mine's quite subtle though. Don't yeah. you think my, yeah, my yeah, red yeah. one is? It's quite a subtle one. Does it's it? Not, does it? Doesn't yeah, have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> no, it's got like a a stag. No, so it's kind of Nordic. Yeah. So it's kind of seasonal. Yeah. Yeah. Wintry yeah. rather yeah. than Christmas. Yeah, I do yeah, have. Yeah. Uh, I bought a horrendous uh, pug one from um, <laughs> a charity <laughs> shop for three pound, and it, it it looks like it's yeah. worth three pound. Happy but days. I, uh, yeah. I kind of love it. Mm. I've got so a few. Bad. I've got quite a few. So the Christmas know. thing, I don't own mm. a Christmas. I've never owned a Christmas jumper. It's never really a thing. I think it's been a thing. Since I became a a definitely thing. an adult, yeah. I don't. It was it wasn't a thing yeah. when I was a, a kid or a young a young adult. 
And um, so for the last, so our staff meeting, we're, in, we're um, encouraged to dress up in a festive manner. The only thing I do have <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Someone yeah, comes in as a reindeer. Well, you, you laugh. Well, I had a new member of staff last year and they did because they thought it was fancy dress and she was <laughs> kitted oh, out in a full-on reindeer onesie. <laughs> And we're all like, oh, mate, sorry about that. We didn't really, <laughs> didn't really convey that very well. And she was like, oh, I'm good with it. I was yeah. just in the meeting for the whole day. She's like, do you want to go and get a change? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine. It's fine. Own your pyjamas. Really, really brilliant. But um, so I own a Christmas pudding bobble hat that my mum yeah. gave to me right. uh, many years ago. But you can't really wear it indoors for very long without feeling too hot. So it stays on for about three minutes <laughs> yeah. and then I have to take it off again. So I saw... Um, as part of the Final Straw Solent initiative, they have launched something called the Big Christmas Jumper Swap. Mm-hmm. And they're encouraging schools and colleges, unis and businesses to take part. Um, they've got some brilliant um, resources. So they've got a really easy to a cut and paste letter that you could send out either to, to kids from school or employees, as well as some posters and bits and pieces um, containing some information about, you know, why we might want to think about not buying a new Christmas jumper every single year. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about how much um, particularly Christmas wear goes into landfill. So yeah. one in four Christmas jumpers end up in landfill uh, and how much that's kind of worth and, and, and weight of rubbish and stuff. Plus the fact that many, many festive things to wear are made of nylon yeah and plastic fibers and stuff mm-hmm. so i thought as part of um works greening so i've been you know i've been asked to come to a meeting about um setting up and greening the trust committee basically we're looking at mm. uh, undertaking an audit at the minute about all kinds of streams of our work operationally as well as our delivery to find out where we can really walk the walk really you yeah know? rather than just saying people should be doing this stuff, we need to be doing this stuff ourselves mm-hmm. more so than we are. Um, so I set it up. I sent the email out in the week. to. So there's going to be three days up at head office where people can come and swap their jumpers, plus some time that morning before the meeting in particular, people can come and swap their jumpers. So I'm really excited to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, are you hoping someone brings in an extra one? I'm so hoping someone can get, yeah. <laughs> brings in an yeah. extra one so I can I can nab myself a Christmas jumper. But I have said, you know, um, it's going to be on an honesty basis kind of thing. We're not raising money for anything particular, yeah. but I know the school letter is saying, you know, you might raise money for your PTA or for the school yeah, or for yeah. a charity if you're doing it at work. Um and uh final straw solent do want people if they're taking part to let them know through social media and stuff so trying to make it a big thing so if it works out and it's not too much of a hassle to administer mm-hmm. so I, i've got this vision in my head there's either going to be three jumpers across like <laughs> yeah, 90 yeah. employees that get swapped from yeah. north hampshire to the isle of wight to to the new forest like that or we're going to have loads and loads of people wanting to take part. So yeah. I really hope, I've had loads of emails back saying, oh, what a great idea, can't wait, yeah, uh, kind of thing from colleagues. So, yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing it. And then I think it will open up conversations of maybe some of the centres hosting things like the the sustainable clothes swaps that yeah, you and I have swaps, been yeah. to yeah, the in the past that tend to be in bigger urban centres so we yeah. know Southampton and Portsmouth run really successful ones but in the kind of suburban hinterland mm-hmm. that a lot of us uh, live and work in they're not that easily uh, accessible yeah. so I'm hoping to host one basically at the centre during the next 
12 months. I think I did um, see a local one near me, but I was oh, okay. I was working mm. and couldn't go. But yeah, I was. Good, uh, but yeah. it made me go, oh, right. Rather than it being, oh, that happens around here all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. it was a bit like, oh, cool. That's good. I think maybe because Christmas clothes are more of a thing mm. for a few years mm. that now people have got enough Christmas jumpers that they've got them to swap. Because I, I reckon mm. I've probably got four. And if you haven't got one and you and you and you and you don't have a workplace that you could swap, go to a charity. Go to a charity shop. Yeah, I think I've I seen need them to. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I might. And need most to of the time, them. you want, you know, a fairly awful one. That's yeah. the whole point, isn't yeah. it? Like I've got a really, one. apparently. I've got <laughs> a really <laughs> subtle one. Yeah. That from you from if you look at it mm. briefly, it mm. just looks like a nice kind of cardigan mm. jumper. And, but then you notice that it's got reindeers and stuff. I was going to say, you notice it's yeah. got a big kind of, flashing Santa on the back. <laughs> it's not that garish, <laughs> no, no, no. but it's kind of... Yeah. But yeah. Cool. But oh. then we've got, like, I've got ridiculously garish ones. Yeah. Oh, Steve's sister, she wins this one, hands down. She loves... She's got ones where you actually have a switch on it. And oh, wow. Like, battery oh. operated. Yeah, battery operated jumpers wow. and all sorts. I'm like, yeah. that's insane, but... She loves it. Mm. Oh, she's got outfits. She 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 wow. could dress up as a whole Christmas pudding and oh my yeah. goodness, yeah, that's other amazing. Wow. So, so yeah, so right, cool. Well, yeah. we'll see how that goes. Well, I'll let you know how it goes Get if we do in. a post Christmas <laughs> post Christmas wrap up on our sustainable. Oh, you could see you all in your Christmas. swap jumpers. Well, I think yeah, that that you know, I think it's a, a nice initiative to 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 get involved in. Mm. Um, the other thing I want to say on that that is something I did add into the final straw solent letter that I kind of copied and pasted and edited for the email for work is, as I said, lots of these things are nylon fibres. So my little rider of take it home and wash it before you wear it, health and safety reasons. Mm. Make sure you're washing it in your guppy bag to mm. catch all of your microplastics and microfibres. Yeah. So yeah. that's something to, to think mm-hmm. about just generally. Guppy bags. Guppy bags. Well, I think that's it for our pre-Christmas... Well, that's, I, think, I mean, other people might have more things yeah. going on in their Christmas, but I think yeah. that kind of is a, the average Christmas there. I feel like a terrible human being for my Christmas, but, I you know. know. But I think that goes to show just how good you are the rest yeah. of the year. That's, <laughs> that's, why, think. that's why it's called a better future, because we're talking about going forwards from now, aren't we? Yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not. We have always well, said from the very beginning that we aren't perfect thing. and that I'm we just, just on the, I'm, I'm just, I don't think I'll get anything now because I'm on the naughty list. <laughs> <basically>. <laughs> Green Santa is that no. Yeah, he's going no, no. You no. have confessed to stealing on this episode. Paper? <laughs> it's just stealing, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah, good stuff. You probably set on fire on one of your massive bonfires. <laughs> probably did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my massive bonfires. Uh, so, okay, yeah. right. Next episode. We're not sure what it will be and when it will be, but... I think it might be soon. It'd be sooner than six months. So, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah. Pre-festive season? Yeah. 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 Okay. We can get some in. I mean, how are you going to avoid talking politics if we're going to do another one before the 12th of December? Mm. I don't know, Jason. No. But maybe we could get... A different I think well, you need another host yeah. for well, the next it, it few might weeks. be you know some of the things that we talked about having yeah. someone in oh, maybe yeah, yeah we've got some ideas for some yeah, guests we do. And things, we, do. So, which yeah. is cool. we haven't had a guest for a while because our guest is now a part host. of the crew yeah. yeah so yeah I've got, I've got some ideas for some okay. guests pretty cool yeah right. brilliant we'll, we'll catch well, you all soon yeah thanks for listening as, as usual lots of notes yeah. Lots of things that we talked about that we can't quite remember what they're called <laughs> that we put in the text. 
and um, post everything up on social media and share some ideas. And enjoy the eco-friendly, sustainable uh, festive season. Oh, yeah, enjoy. Yeah, Yeah. we should probably say that, enjoy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of confident we'll do one before then, but... Yeah, well, but this is the Christmas episode. That's true. I think it's sensible having the Christmas episode early November. Same. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) And we do the Easter one next week. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers all. Bye. 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 Bye.